0: This is a more than just podcast production.
1: Let's do this. Um, how do we do this one again? Uh, welcome to, why we say that? How do we start the show?
2: <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, Hang we on. could go find an episode and listen yeah, to it quick. Yeah, I, I was just thinking the same thing. I'll just listen to it real quick. Uh, hey, everybody.
3: Welcome uh, to the MTJC. Uh, oh, that's back. it. Yeah.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the J C. broadcast. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's and you it, have right? to mess up in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just did. So okay. yep. yes, that's, I think we're covered hey everybody welcome to another episode of the mtjc no it's not that. see there you go there you go you're happy now mark yeah <laughs> it's more than just code i think it's, is what it's hard to yeah, say yeah, yeah, you yeah, I know really, i realized as really. i
3: just said that i actually didn't intend to mess up and i messed up <laughs> it's hard to say you know oh yeah you know, well, yeah. You know well, it's you all like
1: some... spock podcast is hard to say all right do you, hey everybody well,
3: what do you ta- guys talk about in podcast these days i thought no, it was all you, about what uh, are you Trek like
1: w- what planet are you on um earth
3: we just, tim yeah <laughs> well it's, it's the more it's the more Soul. than just
1: all righty hey everybody welcome to another episode of the more than just co podcast my name is tim Mitchell. i am in toronto ontario and i'm joined once again by Jaime lupus jr in seattle washington how's it going we also have Mark Rubin in San Jose, California. Already, hey, we're back, as Jonathan would say. Yeah, so we're back. We're talking about. Uh, we had a, an event yesterday, so we wanted to come back and do our give our roundtable discussion about that. But uh, as usual, we'll start off with some fact check. Um, and of course, you know, for those of you following the show, you you may know that we've also been doing some one on one interviews. We had uh, the the folks from Pock uh, Pock on the show. We had John Wilker from 360 iDev we had brian um, mcleod who produces the black box puzzles game the official puzzle game of more than just code and we also had a work coming up next week is uh, joe triplinsky who did the keynote speech at uh, 360 iDev and he's also one of the co-hosts of the uh, release notes podcast and he's also a fan of the show way to go joe all right i think they're all fans of the show to be honest with you but um, actually, can I answer your question, Mark, about what we talk about on Spotcast
3: first? If you must,
1: if I must, if I must. Well, so it started out that the idea was to talk about um, the Discovery, right? The Star Trek Discovery show, because it was just coming back, and Jaime wanted to, you know, thought it would be a good time to to do a Star Trek podcast or one based around that so we started with that and then we we sort of hit some headlines and stuff like that and then jonathan came on the show because he was writing fact check for us because we kept screwing up and um so we finally said to jonathan why don't you just come on the show and do this in the fact check and then next thing we know jonathan's coming on with 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 headlines and, and all kinds of other stuff so we talk about headlines related to science fiction writing comic books uh, anime. Harmony does a lot of anime stuff. Uh, we do TV shows and not just Star Trek related stuff. So I jokingly call it the more than just Star Trek podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we talk about a lot of sci-fi pop culture kind of stuff. Like, you know, we, we, we obviously talk about like Ed Asner passing away recently, things like that. Right. We don't talk about Buckethead though, surprisingly. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's the gist of it. And, um just what i wanted to say too about the youtube channel so um i have a youtube channel and i'm asking people if they would uh, please um go in and just subscribe to the channel i need to gain this is part of youtube's nonsense i have to get uh, a thousand subscribers before they'll let me put mtjc and spotcast merch on the youtube channel so if you're listening and you're so inclined just go ahead and click the button and subscribe to our channel that would be great Um, yeah, and I only push out something once a week, so it's not like a big deal for you if if you feel like you're going to get annoyed by that. Anyway, uh, so on the fact check side, uh, speaking of of John Wilker and 360iDev, I was telling him that, you know, the genesis of More Than Just Code was actually around 360iDev, and I thought it was around 2010, 2011, but it turns out the first time I went to 360iDev where I met Jaime Lopez Jr. was 2013, and that was, I believe that was in Littleton, wasn't it, Jaime? That's probably the. I
2: think it was because I I don't recall having easy access from like the airport or anything. I think yeah, I it was like a, like renting a vehicle or something. or something.
1: Yeah, it was a ridiculous ridiculous drive or something like that, right? Uh, very expensive cab drive to the airport if I remember correctly, but because uh, we used it, we we ended up doing like uh, not you me, but the, the people I was with ended up carpooling to save money, right? Um, yeah, so that was where we met. And I think I met I may have, and Joe. I'm pretty sure Joe was speaking at that show because I, I remember meeting Joe there, but not you know face to face kind of thing. But anyway, so 20, yeah, 2013 was was the first time. And I think 2014 was the time that the three of us went to um, to 360iDev. Uh, right, Mark, you've only been once. Yeah, right?
3: uh, the only time I went was 2014. Yes, but I think you and I met Tim in it would have been either 2010 or 2011 at yeah. MacWorld in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, it would have been 2011 for sure. 2011, know, because I think I had that a game to produce, and you helped me do that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's when we met. So we met obviously first before that, and I met Aaron at um, at uh, Taco here in Toronto through uh, through the Toronto area Cocoa Heads group that we we frequent. So yeah, a couple of things. Uh, some follow up. This is a this is kind of an older story, but you know it's kind of follow up for us because um, something that Mark has wanted for a while, and we'll, now we mm-hmm. can find out if he's going to take advantage of this, but. Apple began selling Touch ID-equipped Magic keyboards, um, and then the Mac Pro got new GPUs. But the, I think the, the Touch ID on a, on a portable keyboard, Mark, did you ever consider that? Or Yeah,
3: I, I'm thinking about getting one. Uh, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Uh, it, it's a little pricey for a keyboard, 150 to be honest. Uh, yeah. But I might, But I might do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm telling you. Like it to me, it's worth the price of admission. I use, I love Touch ID, I love Face ID. I have two Macs now that have uh, Touch ID on them. Mm-hmm. I have the the M1 and the last year MacBook Pro 13. You know, I've got the Face ID on the on the the iPad. So yeah, I'm and all my phones. You know, so whenever I have to like enter a password, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, especially the integration with one password too is really nice too. Yeah. I think it has a T2 chip or T1 chip in it. I guess that must be how it works, right? Mm -hmm. Does it say? Oh, but I think it only works with M1. That's that was the limitation. But you have an M1. I have an M1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was the that was the limitation. Is that the uh, that would work with that? Cool. All right. Um, Yeah. Speaking of retro equipment, I I just this weekend I got a free Apple Cinema Display 20. I don't remember those ones. The aluminum ones. Like, it's like, it was the first sort of la- uh, letterbox kind of monitor. It came out with the with the original cheese grater um, G5s, I think. Uh, G5 or Intel's, right? And um, like from like long ago. Anyway, they had a common problem where they would stop working all of a sudden. Nobody knew why. Anyway, I got this thing, brought it home, went on Google, found out that it's a simple little $1 chip. <laughs> you know that uh, it's a power regulator. That if it's if it's not keeping the the voltage down to three point five volts or something like that, it it won't uh it the, it won't light up the display, right? So I went on I went online, found a supplier, paid fifteen dollars for shipping for this one dollar part, and I got my soldering iron out last night, in fact, and resurrected this monitor. So now, so mm-hmm. I have a shiny new monitor, shiny shiny old monitor to work with. Anyway, so that nice. was fun.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm um, still using my. Old uh, Thunderbolt display, which is basically more or less the same screen as the as the cinema display, just with a different connector.
1: I think it's a. I have one too. Well, I have the display, the LED cinema LED display, which is the one before yours. So mine has a display port, not a Thunderbolt, right? Got it. Yeah, I think you have. You have um, what ports do you have on the back? I just have three USBs on the back of this one.
3: Oh, I'd have to go around the back, but there's a whole bunch of USBs. There's a thun. There's a couple of yeah. Thunderbolts. Yeah, know. see, that
1: I think that's a difference. You have Thunderbolts, I don't, right? So, yep. And I yep. have to use my my one and only. Well, not anymore, but I used to have to use my my Thunderbolt port on my my Mac to or my MacBook to to use it, right? But mm-hmm. but this this um, Cinema Display 20 that I'm talking about is so old; it has FireWire 400 on it. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it has a, I, HDMI out, which is kind of cool. Does nice. it have
3: right. does it have the uh, the power connector with the MagSafe that used to plug into your computer?
1: It has, no, it has a brick, like it has a power brick, external power brick. Is that what you mean?
3: No, I mean to well to power. So mine has a cable that's hardwired into the monitor with a with a MagSafe on the other end that I can connect to no existing computer anymore. So it's just kind of hanging yeah. out the well, back. Well, you
1: of know the what I, you know what I did was I have I I have this little dock thing I bought for my USB thing. I went on Amazon and I found. A power, a USB-C power power adapter that has MagSafe on it. So I plug that into my MagSafe for my monitor, and then I plug that into into the back of the Mac, and that that's how my MagSafe works. So and then so I have MagSafe on my Mac, and then I also then I have the you know the the various ports for the whatever. So I'm using the MagSafe to charge my Mac right now from my monitor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is nice. So it's, it's, I think it was like a sixty-dollar part. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? So it's kind of cool so i have all the retro dongles now to make my life simple <laughs> you know but now i'm looking at i'm looking around to see uh, this this old monitor has a dvi port on it right and i'm so i went and found a d i have i had a dvi to hdm or to display a port adapter which i'm using on it now but i want to go find one for U, dvi to C. it's like you know a, a monitor that will connect across two decades <laughs> or an adapter i should say right
3: so so your magsafe uh, it connects to a USB C. Is that yeah with this adapter? Well, you, so, but yeah. you can't obviously you can't use the USB C for anything when you're using this thing because there's no. It's just yeah, well, a, you know what a, I, have a, have a, I have a thing, I have a dock thing
1: I have a dock thing connected to my that that uses two ports on the side like it it takes two ports on the side of the the Mac and I just clamp uh-huh. it on the bottom and then it's got uh-huh. a port so I just so that's kind of like remember how when you were, the old Display Port or the the monitor you had the idea was. You could just unplug it and go, right? Like, you could just, if you're sitting at your desk, you plug it in, you use a keyboard and a mouse and your monitor, right. yep. and then you unplug it and you're on the road, right? Kind of thing, right? Yep. That's, yep. Uh, that, I can still do that, but with this, this, um, this dock adapter that I bought last year on a Kickstarter, but mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, and then, you know, I bought a, so I have a display port, US, USB C display port adapter as well. So I've, I've got a couple of those that I bought on eBay, or not, eBay Amazon as well. So I can use my old, um, uh display port adapters which is kind of cool yeah that's cool um yeah anyway so another story i got here from last week actually and let's leap forward a few months um is that uh from cnbc and i don't know if you're, i don't can't remember if we were supposed to trust them or not mark but they've got a story here about why the other giants in the tech industry are going to be start building their own chips obviously you know apple does it for you know, Apple's always been a hardware company, and I guess they, they want to basically control the experience, but it looks like Google and Facebook, Facebook, that's scary, are going to be producing their own chips. Have you read this article?
3: Yeah. I mean, this is, it's kind of, I, I, I well, maybe I have a different perspective on it, but I don't see this as news. This is just kind of, yeah, of course they are. Um, <laughs> you know, Apple's always been a, a hardware company, but they were never a chip company until, you know, maybe... yeah. I guess it's well, I guess it's been about ten years now when they bought the uh, PA semi PA semiconductor Palo Alto Semiconductor Company. And they were a they were a local startup uh here in Silicon Valley that made microprocessors. You know, they were kind of a competitor to Intel and and um AMD at the time and and uh you know a few others. But you know, they were a startup that were very small. So yeah, Apple acquired them and and they turned into all these A-level A line chips, the you know, the ARM chips that they're doing now. So so, I mean, I, I think people like Google and Facebook and, and others are, are seeing what Apple's been able to do by building their own chip, and it's sort of a no-brainer that yeah, they should they should go do that. I remember, Google sort of already tried to go that way a little bit by when they bought Motorola, uh, they tried to to you know just acquire some hardware talent and okay. um, it didn't really work, and they spun it all off. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're. Going
1: down that path, it's it's sort of a no brainer for these guys. So is the A one? Oh, so A four looks like the first sort of um, silicon Apple. What they call Apple silicon, right? M
3: one M was was the first. Well,
1: well, no, they they call it. I mean, know, uh, yeah, they, the yeah. Apple A four. They're calling it Apple silicon here. I'm just trying to see when that debuted in 2010. It says on the iP- Apple iPad. Oh, so the A four was the was the chip in the first iPad, right? Does that sound right? Sounds about 10? right.
3: Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah
1: that was, around that was, they, they hadn't acquired that company by then, right?
3: That you mentioned? Oh, they absolutely had. Absolutely had. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I'm thinking now it would have been. Well, it says 2000, 2010. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. When they acquired the company, it's, it's probably around 2007 or 2008, maybe 2008, maybe 2009. Hmm. I'm going to say 2008. I'm
1: just looking here for for future follow-up or avoid fact-checking. <laughs> um <laughs> when they no. uh when they, when they did this so uh yeah because yeah, a... now the and that became the, the m1 came out of the the last uh, what the 12 i think was the one that the m1 sort of okay i was right.
3: right so yeah. pa semi was acquired by apple in april 2008
1: oh the watch is an s chip interesting so when did we start so around the iphone 5 was when they started putting apple silicon in the phones you think
3: that sounds a little early but no
1: iphone 4 it says iphone 4s was was uh, a5 and the ipad 2 had an a5 as well yeah interesting oh, okay all good it's all it's all about making well it's all about control too right and you can you can optimize your stuff and you're not really being compared nuts and bolts to other people right or apples and oranges as it were
2: <laughs> yeah and at some point when you get to that sort of scale that these companies that they're talking about have it just eking out the tiniest Percentages of, of difference can be a huge competitive advantage versus, like, you know, if the the chip sitting in my laptop right now was a tiny percentage better. All right. I mean, I'm not going to complain if it was, but if I really care. Not really because it's a scale of one, right? Like, yeah, what, true. what difference it can make that, uh, you know, the the Reddit webpage renders <laughs> a nanosecond earlier where my brain can't even comprehend the difference.
1: Yeah. Oh, but I can see it. I can see it, Jaime. I can tell.
2: So the other story that's kind of going
1: around, and we may be a little late to talk about this, but is the the, the judgment from the Epic case, versus Apple versus Epic, is that uh, Judge ruled, I think, I think last week, that Apple will have to start offering or allowing people to do other things other than app, in-app purchases, right? Have you guys been keeping up on that story?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, there was the original announcement, but there hasn't been really much since then has there i mean we, we haven't heard any details of, of what's happened yet right
1: no but w- w- what do you think about that i mean to me it's to, i think it's a pandora's box for you know control and what people will be able to do in their apps right like you're gonna get ne- i think you're gonna get nefarious characters
3: oh yeah absolutely i mean it's it i think it's it, it's just opening the door for a lot of spam and a lot of um you know all the other things that that come along when 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 you can start Putting in a general purpose link right in your in your app. I mean, I I, I wonder actually how, how it's going to work. Is there going to be maybe Apple will control it through an API uh, or something like that? So you won't just be able to stick you know any kind of um, any kind of control in there that just accesses your your website or whatever, and lets you do purchases through that. I mean, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, is Apple even, you know, this is actually a good question. Does Apple even stop you right now from putting a browser in your app and and just going to your website and signing up for things? I guess they don't, right?
1: No, I mean, well, like the, uh, well, the, the famous case is Audible. You know, you, can, you can't you can buy books on the Audible app. You have to go to the That's Audible true. site and buy
3: them. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. And Amazon, is the, Amazon is the same way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Netflix, Amazon, eBay, those are all kind of, yeah. they apps that let you go. I mean, they do, there is a, a, a an interface where you can go and buy stuff in these apps now, right? Like, I don't know if you, can you sign up for Netflix
2: and, through the app, or do you have to go to a website to do that? Do you know, Jaime? I would probably have to log out to see what what it tells me. Yeah, but I, yeah. I think for a while they've said, oh, just log in. We're Netflix, yeah, you'll okay. figure out how to, how to yeah. create an account, you know? Right. Yeah, right, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, so services are a different thing, I think, though, right? But, like, it comes back to the Smurfberry thing, which goes back to, like, one of our first episodes where we talked about that um, the, cust- the Canadian customer that got charged, like, $1,000 worth of Smurfberries because the kid just went in and just hit buy, 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 you know?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but this, this whole Epic thing is weird and because the original news came out and the media was 100% wrong and they were like, oh, look at this huge you know, Epic changes and, uh, you know, no pun intended and, and Epic won. And then after people sort of spent some time reading through it, they're like, man, they didn't win anything. <laughs> and there's but a big they- reason why Epic is, um, uh, uh, appealing the case. So the judge, pretty much appealing aff- the judgment that it was in their favor, it wasn't in their favor. Like everything went wrong. Right. It, it, except for like one minor change, which we'll, we'll get you. So like rolling through them. So that the judge, uh, affirmed Apple's right to terminate Apple, uh, Epic's developer accounts for violating oh, really? the agreement, so they could oh. absolutely be knocked out at any point in time, including stuff uh, related to their Unreal Engine business. And then the next part is um, the judge rejected the monopolization claim, saying, "Like, look, you're you're trying to draw to to find a distinction here. There's there's no real monopoly." And then, uh, yes. You can have the alternative payment link, but, but even though the judge said like, Hey, that's, that's not cool that, that you're not allowed to do that. But the judge made it clear that Apple was still entitled to a commission, even if he didn't use the their oh, system. So it's like, okay. Oh, we can yeah. include a link. It just gets a little harder for Apple to figure out and tabulate exactly how much money we owe them. Hmm. So Right. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh Epic owes a few million dollars based on the 30%. It should have paid Apple during the time right. that it had its um, you know, its funny business in the store. So like it was an absolute loss for Epic. They they gained an, you know, an alternative link. That's cool. <laughs> they still owe money and <laughs> they still will continue to owe money and I'm unclear what if anything that that Epic really won. A Pyrrhic victory mm-hmm. is the I, it is harsh harsh and 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 maybe even the harshest one that just absolutely destroys what epic was trying to do is like yeah this isn't a monopoly (laughs) i mean it's not exactly i mean i'm being glib i'm not a lawyer here but like they they it's not as if they found them to not be in the monopoly it's they said like this doesn't pass muster for qualifying as a monopoly given the evidence that you have provided so entirely possible a different court with different evidence might find differently but like. Would you want to go to court to prove this, having had that precedence that you absolutely no. know the other side is going to use? Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, it's an interesting story. Uh, you know, we I mean, it's follow-up for us because we were talking about this epic story back in the day, right? When it first came out. So it's obviously not resolved yet. Okay. Um, so Jaime, you have a PSA here for everybody who's listening to the show.
2: Yeah. Everybody needs to uh, update their devices. There was the uh, the Zero Day came out. It was, um, we're right in here, Pegasus. Where does the Pegasus thing, Pegasus thing come from? Because it's, the name? I thought it was Forced Entry was the name. Was that Maybe, different? maybe.
1: Yeah, somebody Somebody called, somebody asked me if it was Pegasus, but I, I just, that's just somebody at work called it that, but.
2: Yeah, um, they, people get kind of cute with this sort of thing in the, the security circle, so I apologize. I don't know exactly the naming, but nevertheless, the, the, the key takeaway is uh, you absolutely need to update your iOS and uh, macOS devices to uh, iOS 14.8 and I think Big Sur 11.6 oh it is in Big Sur as well watchOS um it, actually they even released patches for um uh, Catalina so i i don't have that number in front of me but uh Go update your stuff is the the key thing, because this is a zero click install where like you don't even notice that something occurred. So that's pretty scary. Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. And it says here explainer or, or read our explainer of pegs here in the in the link that you have in the story. So I guess that's where the, that'll explain what the name is. I mean, but um Yeah. My my sister was asking me today if it was also macOS. I wasn't really sure. But apparently something to do with the messaging app, right? Like somebody can send you a message or something like that, and that's how it, it gets in?
2: It was like PDF parsing, I think. Um, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, PDF parsing being, uh, I've never done it myself, but is notorious for being difficult as a very dense, complicated spec. Right. And when you have dense, complicated stuff, you get an opportunity for people to break free of... Uh, you know your your boundary checking or other things that I'm sure happen so it's so it rough. says
1: here on the tin it says pegasus is a spyware developed by a private contractor for use by government agencies uh, the program infects the target's phone and sends back data including photos messages audio video recordings pegasus developer an israeli company called nso group says that the software can't be traced back to the government using it a crucial feature for clandestine operations so you know, cue the Tom Cruise movie, right?
2: It's kind of less exciting, you know, I mean, you, you kind of want to see a guy go through an air vent and then hover midair while attached to wires above the pressure sensitive ground. It's a lot less exciting to be like, hey, we need to get these, this data. All right. I'm going to send this guy a text message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Did did he make it? Yeah. Yeah. I've got all the data. It's streaming to us now. But
1: <laughs> you have to have some sort of climatico. They're going to turn on the, the air vent thing and while he's, while he's in there um anyway so i talked about this on on spotcast the other day but i want to talk about it here because it, it does apply to us as well but uh, there's an interesting book come out called the biography of the pixel and it's a story about as wired calls it a little known genius who helped make pixar possible that's a bit of a lost leader but uh alvy ray smith is the computer scientist i want to call it that who came up with the uh, one of the ways of creating graphics on computers and in, in that um you know and it, it's sort of the the father of it's the father of the pixel you know the idea of a, of a rendering uh, a square we you know we know them as little square elements on our screen that together make a full whole image can also make an animation or a 3d object and, and create the illusion that we're actually looking at something that's real which is which it isn't and it's all based in code and um so, uh, it, but interestingly enough, he worked for uh, pic, he worked for Pixar in the early days, and uh, when jobs came along and looking at acquiring them, uh, so uh, John Lasseter and um, Ed Catmull worked with him. And but apparently, he sort of had this this aha moment or this discovery of the concept of of creating g- computer graphics this way through an LSD trip. <laughs> so. That's why he's kind of, kind of, you know, Disney kind of swept him under the carpet and Pixar kind of swept him under the carpet. Anyway, So he's written this book called The Biography of the Pixel, uh, which, you know, I'm probably going to try and get my hands on. But it's an interesting story, but uh, I, I may or may not have heard of him. I don't know. Mark, have you heard of this guy before? No, no, no. Yeah, it's an interesting interesting read here on the, on the uh, even if you just look at the, the Wired article that we've got linked here in the show notes uh, about how you know, this whole concept of digital light is what he came up with, you know. Um, and like you know things like ray tracing where r- ray tracing is is you know you have a three d object in in space and you describe how light bounces off that object and you create the pixels on the plane of the monitor if you will uh that lets you have the uh, illusion that there's an actual thing so it's kind of like the you know the birth of the matrix and that kind of stuff and and uh at one point in a in a conference, John Lasseter and Ed kept were on stage, and they were asked you know by somebody whether you know the use of, of hallucinogenics or whatever was was involved in, in the creation of Pixar. And uh, Lassiter-Catnell says, is Alvy Ray Smith in the audience? You know, like just throwing back to him. And it turned out he was actually there, but he didn't say anything at the time. But so I, I think I've heard about this guy before in the past thing. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting story. If, uh, you know, I mean, that's the, it's the 60s culture, right? And uh, what was that German word I used the other day, Hermes? Um or uh, it? it basically it it's it's a word that means you know um, doesn't have English translation but it me- basically means that you put into your world what you perceive about that about life or about existence and that kind of stuff and that's what this
2: this guy did right so I don't you know. remember the word but. It's probably a long, complicated word like Schadenfreude or.
1: Yeah, it's not quite similar. that long. But yeah, and by the way, this picture of him I just noticed at the bottom of the article working at, at Palo, uh, Zero Park, or Palo Alto Pe- uh, Research Committee. What's it called? Palo, uh, Xerox Park right? Palo Alto yeah, Research. Yeah, Palo Alto so research, research Corporation. Yeah. Center. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, okay. yeah. I'm just looking for this word here. I, I've tweeted about it, about the word when I discovered it. It was my word of the day when I read the article. But yeah, definitely check this guy out. It's, it's a really interesting um, Interesting thing. They're comparing this to, uh, um, this he lays a grand unifying theory of digital expression. You know, Pixel is a deep, challenging tome in the spirit of Douglas Hofstetter's Goodell, Escher, and Bach. You know, I don't know if you guys have read that one, but it's another famous yep. conceptual book from back in the day. Yeah, cool. So yeah, check it out. They were talking about how in the two thousand seven story, Pixar story, they didn't they didn't cover his contributions, which is I think a bit funny. But anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, well, we've we've convened here at our table today to discuss the Apple event, which happened yesterday on September fourteenth, as we record. Um, so, do you want to do you want to? Should we dive in on this event here? What do you think? Obviously, right. <laughs> <laughs> Made in California. Made in California. Yeah, I mean, what was the so so. It started. I mean, it started off with a bunch of music, right? Like, did you get the gist of what the California streaming thing was about, or just was it just the event? Or
3: yeah, I, I don't know what the California connection was. There, I, I didn't quite get that.
1: Other there, than the Apple, well, he did talk about working in California at one point in his in his top, or, the top of the show.
3: But lots of people work in California.
1: Yeah. So anyway, they started off the, the show talking about some of the stuff on Apple TV Plus coming out. Um, the fact that they had like you know 35 nominations for I believe it was Emmys and stuff like that, and but 20 alone were for Ted Lasso. So, yeah, yeah, it was kind of interesting. And then they dove right into the the uh, the ninth generation of the iPad. Speaking of iPads, so um, Melody Kuna came out and talked about the the iPad, and it's going to be using this A13 Bionic chip. Um, and I don't know if you guys want to jump in and talk about some of the features. These are some of my notes that I took here. Um, it also include. It also has the wide camera lens that can can work with the center stage thing, which I think they introduced last uh, last year on the iPads Pro, I believe. Right. Um, that's the thing where you know you can use a wide angle. You can if you're in a video and you move across the screen, or somebody else walks into the into view. The the wide angle um, can automate. The software can automatically you know in- make it, make it a shot wider to include those people.
3: I wonder if it can cool. adjust for. Have you ever noticed this that when you're when you're using uh, FaceTime on an iPad yeah. and you're holding it in landscape yeah the camera is on the left right or on the right right the camera's on the side so if you're looking straight at the at the iPad it looks like you're look, looking off in the in the you know into the at an angle so i mean it it seems like they could fix that in software probably
1: well they did they did do that with the selfie camera right like the front facing camera they they made it so that they i think they readjusted so it looks like you're looking at at the i tend to always look at the lens because i know that's kind of how photography works but i thought they had adjusted something about where they can make you look like you're looking at the lens because i find it odd that you see a lot of like stuff on selfies and stuff like that where people are looking at their phone in a mirror and taking a picture of themselves which is like you know they're not looking at you they're looking at the phone um, but yeah you 're right i I was actually on some zoom calls today where you know it's it's it 's hard and you know you know you know the lens is on the top of your mac right it's the same sort of idea right, but you 're looking down at the people on the on the yeah, screen right? yeah
3: and it 's very easy to forget to look up at the top it 's very unnatural to look up at the top at your camera yeah,
1: well, yeah. you want to mm-hmm. look at the people 's mm-hmm. reaction to your right. to what you 're saying right so, right yeah. right and it looks odd because they 're not looking at you
3: right? right we have We have another similar Case uh, with my company where everyone's got a big screen monitor uh, that we brought home with us, and as well as our laptops. So most people have the uh, the the, use the camera in the laptop. The you know the yeah camera yeah yeah yeah. Well, because the monitors don't have a camera actually. So you know some people like I have a I have an external um, camera that I mount on top of the monitor, but but most people don't. They just use the laptop. So. So they'll be looking at the big screen to do work or look at code or talk about whatever, uh, or look at a document because it's big, but the camera's off on the side. So it's just like the iPad experience where everything's well, kind You, of you at get an this angle. sort
1: of feeling they're not really paying attention to you. Right? Yeah. They're not looking.
3: Yeah. And it's, and uh, this actually a- this was actually a weird thing that happened during the pandemic that a bunch of people noticed, because I, I asked them about it, uh, that we didn't notice until we started seeing people in person again where all of a sudden it was kind of weird to look someone in the eye because we're so used to being on a zoom call <laughs> with them and not yeah. looking at them because of this effect, you know, we're looking in a, in a different direction and just having a conversation without actually looking a person directly in the eye. And then we finally, you know, met in person and we're like, Oh yeah, have to remember to look at you and look you in the eye again. It, it was well, a weird, weird side effect of the pandemic.
1: We're, we're all going to walk around looking away from people as we talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is why as a pro tip, whenever I'm on a Zoom call or other video kind of thing at work, I always slide the window over as close as possible yeah, to I where that my too. webcam is, yep. so that yep. it mm. kind of looks like I'm looking yeah. them in the eye, even though it's slightly off. No, I hear you. Yep.
3: Yeah. And uh, yeah, another weird thing is when you're in these large group calls where there's like the grid of 30 people and you're not. You know, it's, you're not looking, you're never looking at the person that you're actually talking to, right? Because, because whenever you look at that person, wherever they are on the screen, the camera is somewhere else. It's a very weird, very weird thing. Anyway.
1: Anyway so the other thing that, that that this thing includes true tone which you know I think we've talked about that's the the light adjusting color balance thing that it does and then I think the nice thing about this one is it it's the form factor hasn't changed so it'll be compatible with the existing cases I think they're for did they come out with iPad cases last year like the magic keyboard and stuff like that right and then uh, and of course uh oh this one supports the first generation um pencil as well so hmm. the first gen pencil the og pencil is still is still viable i still have one on the shelf over here that i could use if i if i was to get one of these guys and um i think the news for a lot of us is and came i, I don't know if we should have been surprised by this or not but I think they are available next Friday and the 24th, and that uh, they come with iPad OS 15, which means, if you read between the lines, that iOS 15, iPad OS and iOS 15 will be on the street next Friday. Did you guys catch that from the show?
3: They usually. Uh, released the Golden Master a little
1: before the official release. Yeah, they're calling it now release candidate. By the way, because uh, Master is a bad word.
3: Oh yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's yep.
1: the the yep. iOS 15 RC and the iPadOS 15 RC. Has, did that come uh, out? Did that drop? They're out already. It's oh, out it came did. out yesterday. Yeah, I see. yeah. Okay. So I've, okay. I've already loaded it up on my on my, my test phone that I have here. Uh, as well as the, I think the RC for uh, for I, Xcode 13 is now out as well. So, yeah, go get it, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, 299 is the starting point for this iPad, if I'm not mistaken. Or is that the education education
2: prices? Yeah, I think less, it's 499 right? Mm-hmm. right, is the base price. Uh, 329 base price for 64 gigs in schools get it at 299 is what I wrote. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Right, okay, yeah. I, I, well, I tried to do it right? fast
2: because they, they kind of whipped through yeah. that part. The other thing that people have been looking forward to also, is
1: um, the iPad Mini? This is the sixth generation of iPad Mini. Um, Liquid Retina display is a new thing. Obviously, I think I don't think we've had an update. When was the last time we had an update the, of a Mini? It was a couple of years, right? The iPad feels like it,
2: to, it feels like it had fallen into the the cheaper iPad role versus being a smaller iPad. Yeah, right. You they, know, they I,
3: had the iPhone Mini last year. That was last <laughs> year, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yep. it's, yep. It, yep. it's back again this year too. Yeah um and then the uh 8.3 is the is the screen size so it's almost as like you know if you think about it the other one the other ipad's like nine inches i think right so it's getting up there in terms of size but it but it hasn't but because they've been able to move the bezels out you know move the screen further closer to the edges right um it has touch id but they're moving i think the touch id's sensors move to the top where the power button is right um yeah, it was there's another that iPad the, that has
3: that right now. Yeah, it was interesting that the mini has 5G, but the regular iPad does not.
1: It doesn't? Oh, okay. Well, at mm. least I didn't mention it.
3: And I I
1: assume they would have mentioned it if it did.
3: Yeah. Well, I got
1: the 5G in my vaccine, so I'm covered. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: The other weird thing was that there were no pro iPads announced.
1: Yeah, no, but the, yeah. they just, re- just cycled those last year, didn't they? The updated. Yeah, the
3: M1s. Year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it kind of caught me of surprise. I don't know about you guys, but like this whole naming thing with Apple, it's always been a, and we've talked about this on the show before, because the iPad three wasn't called, wasn't called the iPad three. And then the iPad four was just called the iPad. Right. 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 And it was like the new iPad. Well, which iPad is it? It's the, it's the new one. It's the new one. Yeah. And that's sort of been the naming. So when they started talking about iPads and then they, then they rolled into the, and it has the A13. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened to the m1 then i realized oh yeah the m1's a pro model right. chip right? right so yeah very strange yeah, and
3: this one had touch id too the one they showed
1: yeah this new one and then also a USB-C port now for the first time on a mini right and this i, I didn't catch this is a, the i the new ipad i'm going to call it that does it have the one with the the education is that that's still using a lightning port does anybody know i don't have it in my notes
2: I, I don't know yeah,
1: we we can yeah because they specifically called out the USB C port here on the on the uh, same as the air it says here so i guess uh, the air has it the pro m1s and the pro uh from 2020 also have uh C. like my my ipad i'm looking at right now has it um True tone flash on the back a 12 megapixel back camera, which is kind of nice, like good resolution camera on like on an iPad Um, can record in 4k, which is interesting. It has the center stage thing as, as well Um, new speakers. So you can listen to it in landscape. It's funny. Like now they're acknowledging that people use their iPads in landscape and uh, and new SmartFolio cameras, similar to the ones that, and also supports for the second generation Pencil now too. So that mini with a Pencil support, I think that's something that we've, we've been waiting for for a while too, right? So I don't know if you do you guys have, uh, like, I don't know if you use the Pencil or not, but I've, I've actually started taking notes by just writing on the screen, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I so use the Pencil three-
3: all the time, actually.
1: I was using a doing a 3D um, learning how to do sculpture in 3D and uh, the use the pencil for all the sort of effects and and so when when a dialogue box comes up and you you need to write a name and you just you've got the pencil in your hand you just scribbled up the thing and write the name in and it's surprisingly cr- accurate in terms of I mean I'm used to the Newton which was like a complete joke right but um, yeah surprisingly uh, uh, accurate right. Yep. The other thing they announced is that iPads are uh, all num all no all the iPad lines are made out of hundred percent recycled materials, which
2: is kinda cool, good for the environment. So why don't I throw over to you, Jaime, you can talk about the watch. Series seven, which has twenty uh, percent uh, more screen area in kind of a, a yep. sort of non-intuitive way, given that it you know, it is physically bigger, but it's it, it's not twenty percent bigger. So it's kinda cool that they were able to to shave off space with the the thinner borders uh, rounded borders not not flat edges as it's been yeah. heavily rumored well many, and the many... image wraps around the corner too like because of the, the larger display like
1: you can actually see a bit of the image on the on a curve on the curve right i think there used to be some android phones
2: that did that as well yep yep uh, samsung had some phones like that I Might might still actually but 70 uh, percent brighter uh, always on display I don't think they gave the nits on that one. They gave a lot of nits, a lot of nits to pick later on, but <laughs> <laughs> not here. Uh, 18 hour battery life. Uh, of course, your your mileage may vary there depending on how you use it, but it does have a 40% faster charge. And they talked about 45 minutes to get to an 80% charge, which will give you eight hours of sleep tracking, which is, is pretty cool. Because I think it's one of those things where it's got enough battery life now where you could, um, you know, depending on your life, right? If you're like a heavy user with their walk- workouts and stuff while you're eating lunch or something, plop it on the charger. Or if you're not and you're kind of, you know, leading towards the end of the day, plop it on the charger during dinner. Or if you're kind of a lighter user and you want to use it for that sleep tracking type stuff, just plop it on the charger when you wake up in the morning while you're in the shower and eating breakfast, right? So it, yeah, it's it's not quite... Enough to do, do a full twenty-four hours of, of heavy usage, but I could see the the light coming at the end of the tunnel. New colors. I, I did not write the colors. I only have four colors here uh for the aluminum: midnight, starlight, green, product red, and I don't know what the other color is. Yeah, uh, they, uh, natural well, they also, black titanium.
1: Uh, by the way, just a, a quick follow up on the on the iPad, the main iPad, because it supports the iPad to the Apple. Sorry, the Apple Pencil One. Right, it's a lightning port because the that's how the you charge the uh, the Apple Pencil, the first OG pencil, right? Because it has a lightning port, atop, a lightning adapter on the top, and does that sort of popsicle looking thing. You know, you know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. Okay, popsicle. So silver, mean? space gray, gold, a new gold, uh, a blue, and a red is what they have for the the watch. It looks
2: like. Titanium, I see, us see. Ooh, titanium. It depends on the... I assume those are the uh, aluminum ones because they have the natural and oh, black yeah, titanium. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, titanium. I didn't know, I didn't know they made
2: titanium watches. When did they start doing that? Joe mentioned that the other day on the show. On the... I think it was sometime after they did the ceramic. I think they stopped doing oh, yeah. the ceramic um, somewhere around Series 3, 2 or yeah. 3, and then switched over at some point to titanium. You have the uh, Nike and Hermes Doble... That's double, for those of you at home, uh, tour band. <laughs> <laughs> for those costs, of you who don't speak French. It yeah. costs more when you pronounce it like Target and not Target. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the watch is compatible with existing bands, so every, every year people are always rumored, of like, oh my gosh, yeah. all your all your bands are going to be worthless. They apparently are paying very close attention to this and and keeping the bands... Same thing. So the seven is starting at uh, three ninety nine for the base price. They're keeping around the SE at two seventy nine and the series well, three. Or did they give prices for the watch? one? Uh, the only price they gave was the base. I think um, at okay. three ninety nine for the base uh, base price. That's presumably the the smallest model, and uh, it is available later this fall at indeterminate times. Because the one thing that the rumors got correct this year is that there were some some manufacturing troubles, and so the fact that they don't have an exact date kind of confirms that um, one thing it did not happen is that it, it's not going to tell you uh, your glucose or, uh, you know, diabetes monitoring. It is not going to, you know, make sure that you have enough fiber in your diet or any of those other things. So it's so no new sensors this year. No new sensors. But they can still do your EKG on the bus, right? Like the dude in the commercial that they showed. That's true. And they were showing the, <laughs> the, the tennis racket stuff, right? In like uh, acceleration uh, tracking Swing tracking right. and et cetera. That was kind of cool. That was more um, app related stuff than it was uh, hardware for the, the watch.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then what did they introduce as well?
2: This sort of thing you stick to your ear and talk to people with. Are you going to bypass uh, Apple Fitness Plus updates? I oh, mean, we no. Can. Let's do, yeah, no, go ahead. Go 15 ahead, new countries, it. English with six languages, subtitled, themes, workouts to get ready for the winter season, and group workouts where you can challenge right. each other. And meditation and Pilates, don't forget. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest; like, I'm. This is not. The, I'm not their market, so I kind of zoned out a little bit when they went through the oh, yeah. meditation stuff. But you know, it's it's important for the overall health, right? Physical and mental health. So.
1: So you haven't got any any
2: pandemic uh, pounds that you need to lose. You know, I haven't gone on a scale, but um, oh, that's a good that's a good point. I should. I, I still fit into my clothes pretty well. So that's probably a, a very loose sign. does oh, um, no stretch though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Look, it still fits as it's like now a sexy negligee. It's like all see-through. Yeah. Fitting, bursting fitting, the into your, fitting into your
3: sweatpants doesn't count. Really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: with the elastic band. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm down 30 pounds. I've been—I've been, on, I've been really? on a whoa—that's—that's
2: uh, that's quite the accomplishment. Wow!
1: Yeah, I've been on a brain hacking adventure here, sort of learning to you know rethink how I consume food and why I consume food and when I consume food, and it's—it's and it's paying off. It's Taking a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to go a little further, but yeah, let's see, let's see how it goes. I don't know if you can see the difference. I mean, I'm—I look in the mirror; I'm the same guy every day, right? So, but yeah, I feel better, but good. Yeah. It's very, and, good. And it's very good. So I've been, I've been looking at the fitness plus Carol and I went to an aquafit thing and I had my watch on and in the water and doing that kind of thing. So basically you do a workout in the water. And then, um, I, d- I tried the yoga thing, but uh, with fitness plus, but I didn't get very far with it. I Probably have to go back to it. So I don't know about Pilates. Pilates is, is like a sort of, um, it's like yoga plus, right? Not the idea behind Pilates. I am interested in the, in the meditation though, too. That's, that's pretty cool. The mindfulness stuff. That's good. They did a they did a mindful talk mindfulness talk at WWDC last year. I don't know if you guys saw
2: that one. Um, no, I did not see that one. No, cool.
1: All right. Well, I didn't take many notes on
2: the iPhone, so I'm going to have to rely on you for this as well. Yeah, I guess we can spoil it by saying there is a 13 and a 13 Pro. So they, they do it in kind of the same normal normal order. It has the same flat edge design, but the new ceramic shield is what they're calling the front with you know. Better, better at uh, not getting all dinged up. Is, is, the is that
1: the back you mean, the ceramic, or or, or is the front is ceramic glass or whatever?
2: They called it Ceramic Shield, and I don't remember if they put a, a trademark or something on it, but I think it was capitalized as if it was, if not theirs, sure. at least somebody's trademark. Right. Uh, still continues. I think this is the same with the IP68 water resistance. Yeah. Dual camera system. Remember the, uh, the 13? Only has two cameras, and the the pros yeah. have the the triple camera. Oh, so five, there's a bunch of nits too here. A bunch of nits. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, five new colors that I actually get on right. Pink, pink. Really? Is that what I said? Okay. All right. I wrote down Pink, blue, midnight, starlight, and product red. Yeah, pink. Yeah. Uh, they actually acknowledge the notch and so that the true depth camera system is a twenty percent smaller in the horizontal direction i think i don't think anybody's confirmed anything on the vertical direction yeah
3: it didn't look up like it from the animation it just looked like they made it narrower not not shorter
2: i think i heard them say
1: slightly larger but it might be on the pro they were talking about hmm. like what narrower but but slightly wider, slightly taller maybe Renny richie said that i'm not sure yeah so the, 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 the notch ears. is taller
3: or the visible area is taller so the notch uh, is smaller is shorter i think Renny richie said really it was mean.
1: slightly taller like i mean that that Yeah, it's taking more away from the screen. Okay. Okay. That might have been on the Pro model. Hmm. And this is an A15 chip. I think you're going to cover that, right?
2: That's correct. The A15 Bionic, which they had in the iPads as well, if I'm not mistaken. No, A13 on the iPad. Was it? I thought they had. Was it not the. No, I made a note of that one. Uh, Oh, I misremembered. You're right. The 13 in the new Bionic. Bionic Yeah. I thought they had thrown a 15 maybe in the mini, but no, I guess not. All right. So 15s, no 14 Bionic. Um, There is the uh, iPhone mini as well. So despite the rumor saying that the 12 mini was a horrible waste of time and how terrible it's all it's like, well, apparently it sold well enough to make another one. So <laughs> choose that as you may. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. I have conflicting notes here. I have 1200 nits, but also a super retina XDR display at 800 nits. I don't know what I was yeah, writing. There. So,
1: so yeah, well it says here, 800 nits max brightness typical. Then it's got 1200 nits max brightness hdr so uh, they both have super retina hdr display so i'm confused as well
2: super Re- uh, retina
1: xdr is the the branding that i wrote so uh, yeah sorry super Retina xdr no no sorry i'm sorry so it has hdr display both models of hdr display true tone wide color p3 haptic touch uh two million to one contrast ratio typical it says 800 nits max brightness typical and then it says 1200 nits br- brightness
2: hdr what is hdr definition something right it gives you that right higher now. contrast like and, and like truer color from what i recall okay yeah and
1: fingerprint resistant oleophobic coating. how about that
2: <laughs> i mean hopefully that's an improvement because i'm pretty sure we've we've had that for quite a bit so yeah, i don't know I that don't was know in the in the role yeah. of stats uh rolling into the cpu they've they talked about their five nanometer tech with 15 billion transistors Billion? Billions and billions of transistors, uh, a six core CPU with two of those core being high performance and four of them being efficiency cores. They say up to 50% faster than leading competition without really like talking specifically who that is um, and uh, 30% faster graphics, a 16 core neural engine with, uh, I wrote here, 15.8 trillion operations per second. So there's your, wow. there's your custom silicon that uh, we were talking about earlier. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh going to cameras, the twelve megapixel wide camera, which brings in forty seven percent more lights. Bunch of uh micron pixels and aperture talk that goes way over my head because I'm not a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lower the aperture, the,
1: the better the the camera basically. Ah, okay. Got it, got yeah, it. The more, the more light it's able to capture at a small with a like the aperture is like when you're you know, when your pupils go really small, they dilate. That's kind of what aperture is out pupils go small okay. to when
2: it's really bright yeah so it means it can capture more low low level light and when the aperture is small okay got it that that, that makes sense um continuing on with the camera they've got the the cinematic mode with the uh the rack focus which predicts entering into frame and uh can detect when you are gazing away for some interesting uh, cinematic style focusing so that was kind of that was kind of neat they showed a um you know, the knockoff brand of knives out is what it seemed to be that they were going with, yeah. with their, their made on iPhone movie. That was kind of neat to see.
1: That was interesting. I was sort of reading about that, or I think Randy Richie was talking about it. So it, is it based on whether the person's looking at the camera? Isn't that? I think that like, he kind of said that, like, cause I was playing with my own, my current phone right now. and just sort of had like something off in the distance and something close because normally what I do when I'm taking a picture is I tap on the screen where I want it to focus or or get the brightness from, right? um and it, and the lens automatically adjusts the focus you know forward and back so but but apparently he's doing this automatically through this mode
2: yeah my understanding is that this is all a um a bunch of trickery that it's like everything is is captured raw and then it decides in software what to do with Bokeh oh, kind I of see. effects. Okay, right? yeah, because
1: like, they, t- they t- say you can fix it in post kind of thing. Like, yeah, you can change it. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, and then things like, you know, it predicts entering into frames, like, well, that just means that the camera can see a little bit more than, than what actually gets captured so that captured, it can start right. detecting, because they didn't talk about any other sensors, um, you know, infrared or otherwise coming out of the device. So I assume it can see something coming into frame before you've got the actual capture. Well, frame if, you're, if you're
1: shooting with the main lens, right, you've got the wide angle lenses as, as well. They could be capturing information on the wide angle lens and then you know, interpreting the dog is running into the screen or whatever, right?
2: Yeah. So it starts preparing like, okay, we're predicting here that we're going to have to focus on this. And then the gazes away kind of seems like a a natural thing for face tracking where they're already looking at attention for things like the true depth sensors. Like, okay, person was looking at the camera. Now they're looking away. Well, let's track the vector that they're you know that they're going on and predict where do we need to to go focus and they showed it really cool where the guy was looking you know ahead and then he looks over at um, like a picture frame or something on the on the back wall so that's uh yeah. that's pretty neat
1: yeah yeah i mean well i mean i think uh, like video cameras have been trying to do that for years right like the you know standard you know slr cameras and that kind of stuff but it, what did they call that did they call it was that called portrait mode or something like that what was that what was the deal
2: that did they give it a name? Depth control, the rack I guess, focus right? I thought it was cinematic rack mode. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, cinematic mode. Okay, I got gotcha. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I might be misusing. Maybe cinematic mode includes rack focus and all the other things. Oh yeah, no, no, you're know? right.
1: Cinematic mode for recording videos in shallow depth of field. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, depth of field is when you focus on something close or far, or or, or how much how much in the plane as you move away from yourself, things are in focus. That's depth of field. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's a movie movie trickery thing where they they you know they pull the pull the focus if like you know you know the scene where the got you're looking at the guy and all of a sudden he has this major realization of oh my god look what's happening and they they pull the focus and the the room gets longer behind him kind of thing that's that's one of the sort of video mm-hmm. tricks that, or film tricks they do using lenses but yeah neat yeah I mean it sounds interesting like it's funny every year they come up with a camera that's just that much better than the one you have you know. Um, you know, I, I got the, I'm glad I got the 12 Pro because I, you know, I, I went from a, a 10R, I guess, to the Pro, right? Um, and but yeah, because I was really having the FOMO about the, the camera, right? I'm not so much having FOMO about this one because I think the leap from a 12 to a 13 is, you know, no longer that great, you know? Are you, Mark, are you still on the, the program where you can flip your phone or?
3: No, 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 no. I gave that up a long time ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jaime? I have a uh, 12 Pro here and um, I'm undecided what I will do here uh, because it is, uh, it's definitely an upgrade. Is it, is it enough of an upgrade? Um, I'm not on the upgrade You get a terabyte
1: of space. No, I guess it's not on this phone, but yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should talk about the, (laughs) let's talk about the Pro since we just, we just covered off the, that's just the 13 and the mini, right?
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll just checking off the boxes for stats. They talked about battery life. Um, the mini having one and a half hours longer than its equivalent twelve mini, yeah. and the thirteen being two and a half hours more battery life than the uh, equivalent twelve. The pricing starts at uh, six ninety nine US for the mini and seven ninety nine for the thirteen. Is what I wrote.
1: Yeah, so I got I got to get my soapbox out, as Jonathan would say about the battery life. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm not using cellular which is what I thought, you know, I'm not on the, I'm not searching for networks and stuff like that, but I find that my phone doesn't last the day anymore. Yeah. How about you guys? What do you, do you, do you what apps are you
3: running in the background?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I'm probably all the, all the, all the culprits, like, you know, probably, yeah. I guess I have to go over to that, that, um, yeah, power monitor. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Power monitor. I probably, I probably have like the Facebook and the Twitter and, the and I have teams, you know, the, all the Microsoft stuff like teams and, and, um, interesting for, like that. for
3: me my highest activity um, for battery usage is app store 36% so,
1: no, where do you go to that is, it, is that under battery you go to that
3: uh, yeah uh, settings battery yeah and battery then scroll helps. down yeah.
1: yeah mine's webex at 16 camera i do use my camera a lot yeah, Messages, Octaver- Octaverify
3: verify is 13% for me that's pretty sad what's that oh it's it's the three uh um, uh what what is it called three what is it? The verification two-factor two-factor identification. Oh, two-factor, yeah, two yeah, yeah. It's you know every time every time I need to do anything, uh, I have to have it send Okta a a push notification and then I have to say yes, it was me. I did it ten times.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tim, what does your battery health look like? Mine is at ninety four percent when I look. And my top nice usage 90, yeah. here, here's my top five usages. Um, yeah. Before it gets into weird stuff. So Slack, Gmail, Overcast, Safari, Mail, and then exposure notifications and home and lock screen. Mm-hmm. But what percentage are those like that? Uh, exposure and home and lock screen at five and four percent. Slack is at yeah. 21, Gmail 10, Overcast 8, Safari 6, and Mail 6.
3: You say your max capacity was 94%? Uh,
2: battery health. I just lost. Oh, here it is. Uh, maximum capacity, 94%.
3: Uh, and what model do you have?
2: This is the 12 Pro.
3: Okay, yeah, Good my 12 Pro is at 89%.
2: Yeah, mine's at 90. Wow.
1: And I just charged it like an hour ago. But but I for mean, me, WebEx, WebEx is sitting at 16%, and then camera where, is at 13%.
3: Tim, are you talking are you talking about your battery level or your maximum capacity?
1: Uh, la, oh, sorry, last charge of 90%. Where do you see that? Uh, tap on battery health. Oh, battery health. Okay, yeah, no, my max capacity is 90%. 90%,
3: okay.
1: And I've got the optimize thing turned on. But yeah, for me, WebEx, I only use, two, use this, this phone for WebEx once a day, and it's at 16%. Like, how do I get rid of that? And then tro- my camera's at 6- 13%, and then Teams is at 11 So yeah, the Microsoft stuff is chewing up my battery, I guess. Right. And then my exposure
3: at... notification is 10%. Hmm. Mail's 11%. My exposure notification is at 2%. Weird. Canada thing? maybe could there's not as much many people or what
2: I don't know. Yeah, it could be, it could be yeah. a population thing, I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. Anyway, uh are we have we checked all the boxes there, Hami? We have cuz we can move on to the 13 Pro which has a new color or new colors. Well, before we do that, so the mini, like
1: what do you think about the mini? Like there was rumors about mini not selling well or whatever, but
2: here we are again. With another Mini. Another Mini, and they, they spent the time to make it better. They didn't say, well, it's the, the cheapo one or something, and, yeah. and lean into the failure. They said, no, we've made it, yeah. you know, all the same powerful stuff that its bigger brother has, and uh, yeah. 1.5 hours longer battery life. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, as Xavier
1: mentioned too, when he was looking on the Slack, that the the 12 Pro is gone, but the 12 is still around, and so is the 11, actually, on, on the Canadian store anyway. You can still buy a 12 and an 11
2: and an SE, obviously, right? Oh. All right, so let's dive into the 13 Pro. Oh,
1: got, so Pro got
2: a lot of the same stuff: A 15 Bionic, new colors like Sierra Blue, Ceramic Shield, and stuff. Uh, a five-core GPU with uh, 50% higher graphics. That same uh, Super Retina XDR display with the thousand nits. Mm-hmm. Uh, pro Motion, um, which started on on the iPads, I think, it comes to the iPhone now with a refresh. Uh, range that's pretty dramatic, from as high as 120 hertz down to 10 hertz, which is 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 pretty dramatic that they can they can change that refresh rate dynamically like that. And that's where you're going to get some of that battery life savings, right? Like, I assume that if you're you know if you're doing like a 3D game and you know you're using all the all the pixels, all the frames, like they probably have to crank it up so you get nice smooth action. But if you're just there looking at a web page, wondering how do I recover a quick time video or a quick time (laughs) audio recording? You know, like it takes a little while to read very carefully. So they can drop that down to 10 Hertz. It's not scrolling at all. Right. So yeah. Saves some battery life. By the way, it looks
1: like I just went back and looked at the ceramic shield seems to be the glass or, or I guess it's like sort of what they used to call gorilla glass. Right. Um, But yeah, because, because I noticed this one has surgical steel,
2: surgical grade stainless stainless steel.
3: Can you cut a tomato with it? slice
2: it <laughs> or, or a can like a ginsu knife is that where...
3: yeah exactly right <laughs>
2: maybe maybe, maybe, it, maybe you gotta be careful with this pro i don't know comes in 6.1 and 6.7 inches um they didn't really specify i assume that's the normal pro and then the pro max yeah yeah, yeah that's they, what it is, yeah. kind of whizzed past that um seven sorry 77 millimeter tele- telephone telephoto is what that's supposed to be telephoto three time uh, 3x optical zoom bunch mm-hmm. of aperture stuff all cameras <laughs> just whiz past that i wrote down confused, yeah, i wrote them down i don't know why i don't i don't get it i'm not i mean you explained <laughs> a bit but like you know just barely grokking it um all cameras do have night mode though which is really cool uh they've got the macro slow-mo unless you're uh, trying to take a picture of a moose it's not so cool yeah <laughs> a moose detection in, in canada only um yeah uh, cinematic mode of course well that's what the wide angle screen's for the moose detection right Later this year, so uh, not on day one of, of iOS 15, presumably a point release, uh, ProRes video, which has higher color fidelity and more efficient processing for the pros ones. It's got uh, 4K video at 30 frames per second in ProRes. Hmm. That's pretty I cool. i be ready in time for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, do you remember the, um,
1: man, I, I, I think it was Arthur the Oscars. Bigelow was one of the actors or one of the directors. You're going to ask about the directors?
2: No, I was going to ask, like, there was uh, there was some awards show. I want to say it was, like, the Oscars, the Emmys, and Ellen DeGeneres was there, and Samsung was the sponsors. They were doing a lot of Samsung phone, oh, yeah. whatever the latest device Ooh. was, stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, that'd be pretty cool if Apple did that there, just to show off what they do. But uh, maybe the marketing yeah. doesn't fit in quite with their brand.
1: But, you know, you know, I went to the Barcelona Olympics in, in 91. I was there the, the year before they were starting apple was doing the time you know how ibm usually did the time in the olympics apple was was sponsoring the the time recording was, so there was like apple people at the barcelona olympics so, you know interesting interesting times that's a long time ago that was like 91 so but you're right it would be cool
2: speaking of time uh battery life is one and a half longer Sorry, one and a half hours longer on the twelve. So that's pro. for the for the WebEx. Is it gonna last your WebEx longer than your WebEx and your Outlook? If you get the twelve pro, uh, if you get the twelve <laughs> pro Max, you have uh, two and a half hours longer than the equivalent wow. twelve max. Nice. Yeah, and your pricing is uh nine ninety nine base model for the pro and uh, dollars ten ninety nine base model for the max.
1: And and interestingly this time the camera is the same. I think it did last year the difference the, for the last couple of years the, the max has been better. Than the than the standard Pro, right? Um, this time that the, they made a point to saying the cameras are the same. Yeah,
2: probably. they've seemed to alternate that. Where some years the the Max is the one that has something better about the camera system. Yeah. And then some yeah. years is like, nope. Just which size of screen do you want? Which battery life do you want? Yeah. Um, yeah. You can do pre orders on Friday. Uh, as of this recording, um, it will probably be too late by the time this comes out. But they will be available in people's uh, loving and grubbing paws on uh 924 yeah so did we check all the boxes here yeah we did I, guess. I, I reached the end of my notes for for all the device stuff
1: cool yeah i think it's very similar to to what you got there on the um I, I, the whole idea of using so it's funny you know because um i use my camera like we, i was talking to i talked to a lot of people about shooting with slrs and stuff like that i know greg is you know still shooting with slrs i think he's got film camera too but um and there are people still shooting film, but like the the, the iPhone camera is way is it's like it's definitely way better than like you don't need an SLR, you don't need a Canon or what have you, your Nikon anymore, like because cause these devices are just as good. And I think that was the point of what the exercise with Catherine Bigelow and the other director was um, that you can use these devices now to shoot film, like the proper you know digital film. And they put a big a little a lot of emphasis here, and there's a lot of points here on the on the video recording. So, from that point of view, it's really kind of cool that that you know a handheld device like this can take on you know the the larger you know film cameras of the world, right? Um, and and photo cameras as well too. And actually, I was, you'll see on the next week when Joe's show comes out, he was actually using his iPhone as his uh, webcam. And it, like you know, compared to me, he was like you know I'm using. A brand new, relatively brand new MacBook Pro. You know, you would assume has a good camera in it. uh You know, for the the, the front-facing camera, and yet his video was like light and day, light and day, better than mine, right? So yeah, and that's just using the iPhone as a as a video camera or webcam, right? It's kind of a cool idea. But so, what do you think? Like, are you we we kind of sort of talked about? I'm I'm not going to upgrade. I don't think this time. Um, I think, you know, when we first started the show, this podcast, we would upgrade every year religiously, right? Um, what about you guys, Mark and, and Jaime? What do you think?
3: So I've got a 12 Pro, um, so I don't have an urgent need to update, I think, but I may be due for a new one through my company, so I might get one through them, um, but I, I probably would not buy one out of my own pocket, I think.
1: Yeah, I'll probably get some test devices too, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah for me like for me my my i had that snafu last uh november i guess when or november december when my iphone 10 uh screen stopped responding to the touch and it was outside of the warranty period because it was three years old at that point um you know had i had i re- carol was actually carrying at that time but if i had to realize that, that it was a problem with the screen we could have got we could have got it replaced under warranty but um so i had to get a new phone i i don't know how I can tell when I when I got this one, but and and I'm doing it through Rogers, where I'm paying them. I pay them some money up front, but I'm paying so much per month to have this phone. And I'm not sure if I'm if that makes me entitled to upgrade to the next phone by just you know kicking them a few bucks or something like that. But um, so I'm I'm not at the regular um, cycle like like I got this one. I wouldn't. It's not a day one phone, is what I'm getting at, right? Whereas my 10R, my 10, my 10 itself were both day one phones. So I'm off cycle, although I, Carol's, uh, Carol's phone number is eligible for an upgrade right now. so I technically could get one if I really wanted to, but I mean, other than, you know, kind of things on the camera, but I mean, like, we're not really going anywhere during the pandemic. So do I really need a super duper camera? Yeah. If I'm not really going to be out. And,
3: out? and I mean, honestly, are the cameras at the point where you're not going to be able to take any better of a picture with a, with a, with a fancier camera than you could with the current camera. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just because you're not a. Professional photographer. I mean, I, I no. don't
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not competing with Catherine Bigelow for an Oscar to yeah, right, like a right, video right. movie as well. Right.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of find myself these days using the iPad more for apps and yeah. and the phone just kind of more for a phone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for texting yeah, yeah. and the phone. And yeah, I do take pictures, but yeah, I don't take a lot of pictures, um, but I take some. So, yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I have less of an urgent need for the latest and greatest fancy new phone than I used to. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm just getting old.
2: How about you, honey? What do you think? I'm, I'm tempted, but, but it's not an absolute yes. It's not an absolute no. And originally I was thinking, well, probably not because, you know, is it enough of an upgrade to deal with the hassle of having to work with IT to get my, Authenticator apps and other stuff, for basically for all my work-related stuff put back on to the device, right? It's like the one thing I can't self-service and, and understandably so, right? Because it's for security reasons. But that was before um, one of our customer conferences went from being in-person to fully virtual. So now I'm like, hmm, what else will I be doing <laughs> other than sitting on my butt? I could actually deal with that hassle. So I'm, I might be, I, I don't think I'm going to stay up late on uh on friday to to order i might go yeah. into a, a second or third wave of uh of phones if i end up getting one yeah i, I
1: definitely didn't have to wait to get this phone i just went to the apple store because i i was way after you know the rush right um i you know basically went in and just got it <laughs> like i think i had to wait a week, like a couple of days uh, to get a phone but yeah What do you think about the, the, so I'm on a watch series four. I don't have, I mean, this one has the EKG. I don't have any other compelling reason to get a new watch. What about you guys?
3: I'm on a series five and, and I almost never wear it. So absolutely (laughs) will not be buying a new watch.
2: (laughs) How about you, honey? Series six. And uh, although this one looks like a, you know, a nice tidy upgrade. um, I'm going to wait until there are new sensors of some sort.
1: Yeah, some some big thing. I mean, I use my watch a lot. I mean, I use it to I use it for fitness and stuff like that. Like I I walk every day with the dog, and I record my my walk there, and I can unlock my door with the August lock and that kind of stuff with my with my watch. And you um, know, yeah plus, you know, using things like messages and stuff like that and notifications. I think it's probably the killer, still the killer thing for me with the watch, right? You know, you get a buzz, and you kind of just flip your wrist and look at it, and just do I need to deal with this right now? And you know, that's still the handy mode for me on the watch, right? Um, and then the, on the iPads, uh, I, I don't think any of us are in the market for the, these uh, low-level iPads. I mean, the Mini, I've always liked the Mini as a, as a size format, but um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I use my 11 all the time, my 11, 11 Pro, right? Um, I don't see any reason to, to get a new iPad either, so.
3: Yeah. yeah. I have an 11 Pro and a 12.9 Pro that's less than a year old, so yeah. So both? Not, I have both, mm. yep
1: one for work or one personal kind of thing or
3: uh, kind of? Yeah. 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 Kind of.
1: Well, cool. how about
3: you?
2: How You you an iPad user at all or iPad pro? I don't recall which model I have. Um, it's only compatible with the first gen Apple pencil. Oh, that's a 10 probably 10 inch. Yeah. I, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. I think I got it when they, uh, they bumped to that, um, form factor and it's doing pretty well for the way that I use it as a pretty passive, mm-hmm. um, consumption kind of device and then you know some of the pencil stuff for you know whiteboarding yep. or drawing stuff. Um so I'm I'm not really heavily inclined to move to either of these iPads. Um I might check with my significant other. She's an iPad mini user, see if she's interested in any of the things that they uh that they offered here. Does she have touch ID on her mini? Uh she does because I upgraded uh last year or the year before, whenever they they most recently had their upgrade, I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean I, I like I said when I was transiting and stuff like that i i really like them Le mini's is like a paperback you know it kind of just fits in your pocket and you can like especially a winter coat you know you'd have to lug around a purse a kind of thing to carry it you know um but yeah you know it's funny since i've been working at the bank i really don't take any equipment with me other than my phone right when, I'm, when i was going into the office that is now we're all working from home yeah so it kind of a interesting event but yeah nothing really jumps off the page for us i guess right I think I I would say this is probably the first event where one of us wasn't going to buy something, Mm. (laughs) you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, given that we have relatively fresh and newer stuff, um, like I'm constantly amazed at people who are like, oh, I've got a 6S. I'm like, what? How are you still on that? Yes, this is an absolutely enormous upgrade for (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like you've never had a phone before. That's how big of an upgrade it is. Yeah. Well, I went from a, I think I had a
1: 6 plus. I never had, I never owned a 7 or an 8. Or a nine? No, there never was a nine. <laughs> but uh, um, I went from a six six plus to a ten. You know, um, that was a big big leap. But then, uh-huh. mind you, I had access to phones at at the, at the office, kind of thing, right? So it wasn't like any real reason to jump jump at this one. But uh, yeah, the ten was a big was a big sort of leap in terms of technology, right? Yeah, and I've sort of kept up with it with the eleven. I never owned eleven, but I have an eleven sitting here in front of me because it's a work one, right? Um. Yeah, but I'm happy. And I went with the 12 because of the camera for sure last year. But yeah. yeah, I think the camera would be the only reason I would go to a 13 right now, but like a 13 Pro, I mean, but I I don't really see any reason to, right? And, and the Mini doesn't appeal to me, although the Mini might appeal to Carol, for instance, right? Because she probably would like a smaller phone.
3: You know, it's hard to say. Yeah. My eyes are getting so bad these days that I can barely, you know, I can't really see what's on my on my uh, phone. So I'm not going to get an iPad mini. I need it. I need it You Do you wear glasses and stuff? Or... I have reading glasses. Yeah. And it's a pain to have to, and I had, I do have to carry them around with me all the time, but yeah, you know, when you're, when you're out and about and you're, you know, you're, you, you're wearing a mask and all that and pulling out, your yeah. you know, and trying to juggle, you get your phone in your hand, trying to get the glasses out to put it on to so just so you yeah. can do face ID, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's,
1: and you don't have any problem with distance vision at all or?
3: Uh my distance vision is is still, you know, fine. I had okay, LASIK yeah. done a while back.
1: Oh, like, okay, okay, right. I mean right. it's been
3: it's been 20 years since I had LASIK done and it yeah. was it was amazing. So I was I was nearsighted when I was a kid. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I always wore glasses or contacts until I was about 30, then I got LASIK. Hmm. Uh, hmm. and I had I got to be I got to say I had what I consider perfect vision close up and far away for probably about 15 years after that. Wow. Um, wow. But then my close up vision just fell off the, fell off the roof. I mean, it just collapsed. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. I'm blind yeah. close up now, which is weird because when I was a kid, <laughs> I could re- always, you know, if I wanted to read something, yeah. I'd have to pull it in close, but I couldn't see far away. And now it's kind of the opposite. I can't see anything close up. Wow. And, okay. and, you know, for a while there I could just kind of, the thing I was holding, I could just sort of move it farther and farther away, and I could read it again until my arms weren't long enough anymore. I just couldn't do it anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, my my uh, optician explained to me that your lens gets it gets hard when you get older, and that's why it doesn't. It's not as flexible, right? And it's it's and like I'm now at the point where I'm where I'm a candidate for cataracts because it's like getting gray hair, you get gray eyes as well. Yeah, apparently. yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think it's, so, I think it's not the lens that you're talking about. It, it's when you're nearsighted or farsighted, it's the shape of the lens. Yeah. Uh, and, and so LASIK is they're contouring the actual lens with the laser right. uh, to right. fix that. But, but right. when, when you have presbyopia, which is old version, old person vision, right? Uh, <laughs> it's Oh, there's
1: a name for it. Okay. All right.
3: Yeah. It's presbyopia. Pre- pres- okay. That's why, you know, people wear reading glasses as they get older. like it's, it's Yeah. yeah it it's yeah. because it's because <laughs> the um the muscles in the back of your eye stiffen up it's not the lens but it's yes. the yeah. muscles oh, that yeah, stiffen yeah. up and it can't yeah. it can't respond fast enough and somehow right. that leads to a, a deterioration of your close-up vision right Cool. which is sad
1: uh, yep all right well let's 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 get into our picks here go around the table as we used to say back in the day um i'll, I'll go first how about that um, so I've got a couple of picks here. One that I put up here a couple of weeks ago, and this was uh, something that people may know about and they may not know about, but Apple, our friends of at Apple, have on their GitHub page have, uh, we talked about CloudKit in the past, um, but they've got some uh, actual examples here on their GitHub on how to use uh, CloudKit. Um, so they've got some sample projects here. There's one here for like with a private DB synchronization. There's one for sh- a sample sharing app. Uh, another private DB one, um, sample queries, uh, sample ec- encryption uh, app using CloudKit as well, and um, core data sync with CloudKit. So uh, so if you're interested in CloudKit and what you can use it for and you're looking for some sort of tips on how to do it, uh, this is by the fine folks over at Apple on their repositories. So check it out. Mm-hmm. My first pick. My second pick is, I just, to, I just came across this today. I think um, Marin posted this. Uh, X codes, it's called, and so I don't know about you guys, but we we have managed Macs at work, so we, uh, you know, I worked with our our uh, technology guys to create uh, uh, installers for us. But one of the things I I tend to do on my own computer at home, I learned this a long time ago, is I use uh, XIP um, app on my Mac. I don't double click on the installer and install it. I use the XIP thing to expand it into my applications directory. Uh, and then you can there are ways of, on the command line to go in and do the permission stuff that you normally have to do when you like when you first open an Xcode, it asks you to authenticate and that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's the stuff we had to automate at work. But this tool, uh, from robots and pixels called Xcodes, allows you to do a command line install of uh, xcodes and and carry multiple versions of them. What we do at at the office because we like to have a couple of different versions of Xcode is our installer will take like you know if you have an xcode 12.3 it will install it into your applications folder as xcode 12.3 and then we have a, a script to let you switch back and forth between different versions of xcode um, but this one will allow you to do the same thing so if you have a, in the as it says here um you want to install a 12.0 it'll install it into your applications folder as xcode hyphen 12.0 dot app um, so, and sort of a handy little script here to, to do to run using command line to install your Xcodes. And um, you, you can install it with um, Homebrew, this particular script. But yeah, it's basically like then you use the Xcodes install and then you put the version of Xcode that you want to put in there. Um, and you have to store your username and password if you want, um, but it'll actually go and download the, the XIP from Apple and then unarchive uh, on, on it. You know, into your directory, and then it will set it up and off you go, off to the races. I assume it's going to do the Xcode select thing as well, um, because that's how you would switch back and forth. Yeah, it does have the select thing here as well. So you can change, because that's important. If you're running a different version of Xcode, you want to make sure that you're, um, when you do the build, it's using the build that you intend it to use. So you have to make sure that you've switched over to that appropriate uh, version of Xcode. But yeah, kind of cool little script here, some tools for people who aren't, you know, aficionados on the command line to basically go in and install Xcode on the fly. That's cool. I don't know if do you guys run multiple versions of Xcode or you're always on
3: the latest, greatest kind of thing. I keep a beta version around usually. Yeah. So I currently have a 12.5 and mm-hmm. and a beta version of 13. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 13. And as I said at the top of the show, 13, the 13RC 13 release candidate is now available as well.
3: Yeah, so. I got to grab that
1: go grab i grabbed it yesterday i haven't installed it yet but i will i'll use my command line trick to do that one so yeah it's cool mm-hmm. um oh it looks like it's written in swift too so over to you Jaime. what do you got for us what exciting
2: you know picard related uh pick do you have for us <laughs> not not picard related <laughs> in this case um but you know with all those uh fancy apple pencil powered products that they came out with uh, it might be timely to have the uh draw yourself as a peanuts character in pages, the Snoopy artist. So it kind of goes through. It's about a 10 minute video here on YouTube. It gives you that same kind of thing that, um, I've done it like a, like a Disneyland or Disney world kind of thing where an artist is like, all right, we're going to show you how to draw goofy, uh, yeah. the character goofy, not, uh, not the adjective. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they give you the, okay, well, you know, this is, you know, draw this part as like the letter C and here, you know, draw this circle and then put the eyes like, that's kind of the same kind of nice thing they do here with um, one of the storyboard artists. So of the, uh, of the Snoopy show. So it's kind of nice to see how that comes together and how to get that style. Um, kind of a, a nice little video. It doesn't take long to go through and you can kind of get a, a sense of how to do this yourself and how to customize it to look like you. Yes. well this is this came out a while ago i've seen this i saw this video i think you might
1: i don't know if you tweeted about it but somebody did
2: back in july uh, i just never made it a never made it a pick oh. on here and it, it seemed timely <laughs> okay and why is it timely because of the uh various apple pencil powered oh, uh, ipads the, and that came out so yeah, yeah yeah whether well, you I have the have, first gen or second gen apple's uh pencil support
1: yeah so in, in in not really a pick but i guess i can make it a sort of pseudo pick is um you know i was i was Playing with my 3D printer, I've been printing a, printing up a store. I'm building a HAL 9000 clone right now. I um, was waiting for the lenses to come in, but uh, just, you know, to have something hang on the wall and look kind of cool. I've looked at them, like I looked at movie props in the past, you know, uh, but I've got this printer here and I can basically print my own stuff, right? Make my own toys, as I like to say. Um, but one of the things that you know, as as a traditional sculptor, you know, I can I can sculpt clay or I can you know carve wood and that kind of stuff and make sculptures. And, and I've kind of been fascinated by the idea of translating that into digital, right? So I googled around to see if there's any sort of you know software for doing like there's Blender and things like that, you know. But I wanted to learn how to do sculpture in 3D uh, on on my Mac or my iPad, and so I found this program called Nomad Sculpt. Um and uh, if I remember, I don't think it's. I think it might even be free, but uh, it's by a, a, a guy in France. Um, but it's it's a really cool tool because it's got all the sort. Of, it seems to have all the sort of tools that you would have in to create. You know how you like. You imagine how do they make like a three D version of Princess Leia or so on and so forth. Like how do they make you know the all the the aspects correct right to so looks like a, a moving you know, like Christopher or not Christopher. Um, the guy who plays gov- uh, Governor Tarkin on, you know, in the movie, like how do they make that face and that kind of thing. Right. So um, and I mean, so I'm actually using my own face right now. I'm trying to build, build a model of my own head, but um, the idea is to use this to build, so you can cut, you can, you can use like a digital clay. Like you can basically use the pencil to add clay to the object. You can pull and push and move and it's to kind of cool. So it's, if you're into, if you're interested in that at all, and there's, um, uh, a couple of, there's a lot of good videos on it, but there's one uh, lady I'm reading right now on Gumroad, she's got a course on how to how to basically build a, a realistic head, which is kind of cool. So hopefully I'll get to the point where I can actually print it out on my 3D printer. But that's what I've been doing is with Nomad Sculpt is learning how to use my iPad to do sculpture in a virtual sense, using those pixels that I talked about earlier in, my <laughs> in the follow-up, right? Cool. Yeah. So that's it. So I guess that's it for another week. So hey, hi, if people want to get in touch with you, where would they find you? I'm on Twitter as at Dev with the Hair. All right, Mark, people get in touch with you?
3: Markr at Smapsoft.com.
1: All right. My name is Tim Mitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machines where you find me. And until next time, we'll see you in the future.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the More Than Just Code Podcast. If you want to find out more about the show, you can visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fireside.fm. There you can find a summary and show notes of each episode. We list links to the apps, code, and news that we mentioned on the show. If you like the podcast, tell your friends, leave a comment on the website, or write a review on iTunes. And please recommend us in your favorite podcatcher. All of these things help others find out about the show. We really appreciate your help with spreading the word.
3: You don't even ask if I have a pick,
2: Tim. Do you have a pick, Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thought that counts, Tim, it's the thought that yeah. counts. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like yeah. like Christmas. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. You know. I, I figured if you had a pick you might have put it on the put something on the, yeah, the notes true. to indicate.
3: <laughs> I don't know how to find picks anymore.
1: No? No. You have to go outside.
3: Yeah. It is funny. I, there are days where I just don't go outside at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, if mm-hmm. I, if I think if I didn't have a dog, I wouldn't, but, but yeah. like part of my regime in the morning is, is I started, I've realized that, you know, when I was commuting to work, I would walk a certain distance every day kind of thing.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And, um, so I, I do that in the morning. Like, you know, we have a, a, we have a coffee call in the morning where, you know, get together and just, it's just a WebEx call. I open it up on my phone, which is why it's got no battery left. And, um, yeah, we just, we meet up at like nine o'clock in the morning. I walk my dog and we talk about, you know, life, the universe and everything. Sometimes we talk about work, but generally we talk about, you know, fun stuff. And it's a great way for people to sort of get their day started. Like, you know, we would have done back in the day, you know, you walk in the office, you see people and you have a chat, you know, the water cooler conversations, right? So.
3: yeah, Yeah. We have office hours every day. It's the same kind of concept.
1: Right, Mm-hmm. Wait, where you just you just chat
3: and stuff? So it's, it's either if it's, if anyone has any team wide stuff to talk about, we talk about it. Otherwise we talk about what do you do this weekend or what are you going to do next weekend? That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Jaime? What do you guys do for socializing?
2: Sometimes we'll do, um, more like Friday afternoon kind of things, which is always a little weird for me being on the West coast and other folks are mostly in central time. It's like, Oh, it's end of day. I'm like, it's it's two p.m. for me. Two o'clock. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mind you, do you have like daily ups and stuff like that, or no, you don't have that? Uh, my team doesn't have that because we're 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 pretty small and we just don't operate on those. Uh, we're, we're not like a traditional engineering team in the developer yeah. relations, so we just do a weekly standup and then communicate mm-hmm. um, on an ad hoc basis in Slack. Or if we need to throw together a, a Google Hangout or something, we can do that pretty quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. How about you, Mark? You do the same sort of thing?
3: So we do a uh, a Slack stand-up, essentially. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But we don't do an in-person stand-up because we are also a small team, and we're pretty much on Zoom 50% of the day as it is. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, with each other. Are you yeah. like pair programming and stuff like that or just meetings? Um, you could call it pair programming. I guess you could call it pair programming, although, although it's not, tra- it's not traditional pair programming. It's just, we get a, you know, we, we get on, on the call to discuss things and um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we talk about coding issues. We talk about product issues. So we're, yeah, we're on, we're on zoom a lot. So there's kind of no reason to have a, you know, an official stand standup. We're, like I said, we're a small team.
1: Or do you like, do you have like a, like you just hang out on zoom or do you have like a, a general like you just have the call open while you're working or
3: uh, no that's that's kind of the office hours where we have the call open and are working sort of but but uh no no we will we will it's it's uh, it, it's more about talking about specific issues when we're on the call right. but okay yeah yeah well okay i should say i'm on the call <laughs> with <different, laughs> with various different people on the team they're not necessarily yeah. all on the call with each other <laughs>
1: Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we yes. have we have like me- we have me- we have tech meetings where we'll get together with a couple like the Android and iOS lead and and uh, yeah. you know the pro- the BA will get on get on the call and we'll have a discussion about you know, Yeah, know oh, we, yeah, we have those two. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, we have like a fifteen minute stand I have like I'm running three pods now, so we have like fifteen minute stand ups in the morning for each pod. And they you know, they run anywhere from, you know, ten minutes to, you know, twenty or thirty minutes, right? And then we have meetings throughout the week, you know, yep. management meetings, stuff like that. Yep. Lots of fun. Yeah. I wanted to go through my, I, I'm sure I've had things that I wanted to talk. Oh, yes, I did. I did have one thing I want to talk about. It was on this podcast notes. So let me just grab that. Jaime knows what it is. Uh, maybe Jaime doesn't remember. No,
2: I don't re- I don't remember. I was traumatized from losing the audio the last time. Oh, are you? Oh, wow. You don't, you don't remember. Okay. Yeah, Mark, my, my, um, before I'd had a chance to save my audio and, Tim and Jonathan and I were recording SpotCast last Thursday. My Mac just hard crashed. It took me a moment to realize what had happened because it's like, oh, why did my screen flicker? Wait, I can't hear the guys anymore. What's happened? And then I see the Apple logo. I was like, oh, that's not good. And yeah. unfortunately, I tried all the the tricks you're supposed to be able to do to dig into uh, finding the recording thing, and it was gone. Oh, no. Yeah. That's um, weird. I mean, yeah. I, I, mind you, that happened to Aaron once too,
1: right? We had that, that explosion where he lost. I think that's one of the... In case, for those of you listening to the show, that's that's uh, one of the times when we had a mystery, didn't publish an episode back in the 40s, back in the, when you were like 42 or 43 or something like that. There's like, there is no episode 43. That's probably why. There was two, two instances like that. One where I think Aaron and I did a show by ourselves and I forgot to hit record, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, yeah, and then there was one time we lost Aaron's recording. There was a time that's when we lost we... my
3: recording and I had to, after yeah. the podcast, I had to Re-say everything I could remember that I had said to fill in the gap. Well, because I remembered, I remember <laughs> what you were talking about, so
1: I kept prompting you, right? Right. So, yeah, and I, I did, you know, because sometimes you could hear a little bit, a little bit of bleed in the headphones mm. when I get mm-hmm. the recording, and and I could, I could see that we were pretty much pretty close to what we were we intended to do, but we lost the spontaneity. You know, Mark was like, yep. "Well, if you want to do a view controller, you got to do like no, it wasn't that bad." <laughs>
2: <So> <laughs> All right, maybe. record ourselves, and then we have. At least two hosts using Zoom recording because the odds of all of that going away is is minimal, but still possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, we we lose Jonathan's recording all the time too. Like he, so he I've had to like either there's a couple of reasons why. Sometimes he he has a habit of banging on his desk when he when he's writing or talking. Like he he'll um, like he'll be typing on the keyboard or something like that, or, or and there's like other noises in his house. So sometimes the Zoom call with its automatic. You know, noise filtering is is
3: better for me to use, right? So, often I use his his Zoom recording
1: if, if it's really bad.